bit of banter in the beginning. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. I like it's one of those, you know, we wait. We wait. Cheeky. On air. There it is. There it is. Oh, my head was bouncing quite a bit. Yeah. I just noticed that. <laughs> to the beat. Yeah, to the beat of the you drums. You got the, the rhythm in you. I do. Um, I'm a, a rhythmic man. Yeah, but welcome back to the Cog Weekly Podcast, Season 3, Episode 27. Yes, we're back again. The Instagram posts have been flying in to uh, yeah, the Cog just, Weekly official account. This is great. Whoever is the... Uh, the Instagram manager of that account, just huge congratulations to you. You've been doing a great job. Yeah. Um, Applaud. Yeah, we could, we could, sorry, is there a, a clap sound that yeah, oh, like we, have to manu- we have to manually do it? Yeah. So, woo! Yeah, nice. That's, go. no, yeah, you can be the guy. Yeah. yeah you, every joke, every joke, every you joke. have to start laughing yeah. like they do in the old shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, live audience. Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> got a live audience. Yeah. In the back of the room, there's, it's not a room, it's actually a there's stage. A live audience. This is all a set. Yep. Everything, like the, the bedroom wall set, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. So. It's it's just it's to give it character and whatnot. Yeah. I without further ado, we shall start because we started a bit late today, so apologies <clears> to anyone who was expecting us to be starting exactly at five thirty. We did start seven minutes late, so we'll get right into it with the Hassani of the week. We're always a bit late. We we are. It's yeah. it's sort of a tradition at this point. And we now have three choices for the Hassani of the Week. As usual, we so posted these about up. um what, 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago? I believe so. Uh, to when we are recording this at the moment. Great little graphic there created by the graphic design team at Class on Grass Media. It looks a little different. It does. It yeah. does. If you want to see it, you have to watch on YouTube. And it's just incentives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So great little graphic there. The three people for the Hassani of the week are Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo, Mr. Saudi Omane, and Philippe Kostic. It was sort of a week where it was harder to find players who performed outstandingly well in the top five european leagues so obviously i mean one did have have a hat trick and um, it's a hat trick every week it seems at this point it does it does but the others were just more influential performances that we think we need to talk about in influential games shall we go left to right or right to left left to right i think all right so cristiano ronaldo Scored a hat-trick against Norwich this week. One other player to do that exact thing, Raheem mm. Sterling in episode 20, who got the Sony of the Week, scoring a hat-trick against Norwich with a rating of 7.5. The lowest that has been for the it, Sony. The hat-tricks against Norwich don't tend to no. boost you. No. Um, but yeah, we also do have to touch on Ronaldo did lose his one of his children today. Um, or sometime near today, and they posted about it today. So uh, our thoughts go to his family and to his loved ones to get through this hard time and obviously offering them the privacy that they need to get through this. Exactly. Um, Moving on, though, he did have a fantastic one-man display where he took the game and just... I mean, he was the only reason they won with his solo performance... I know you had some stat that you were seeing about yeah, how often. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Yeah, you can say it, but it's about like how often Ronaldo himself completely takes charge of a game and is the reason United wins it. But, I mean, it was just another pure example of a Ronaldo masterclass. Um, and if you didn't see the third goal, the free kick, you better get on YouTube and start watching it because it was really, really good. I know Mac is pulling up the... Yeah, I can't. I don't... It's whatever. It's, it's a ridiculous stat. Yeah, it was like... Something I don't know where I saw it, but it said something like Ronaldo with his like 
goal contributions and whatever games he scored in has earned United it was like 13 or something points this season which when you think about it 13 points coming straight from one player insane is a lot and I'm sure a lot of those players are those teams down at the bottom like Burnley Everton um Norwich would love 13 points from a player this season to get out that's of that's so. 25 percent of their points over the whole season yeah I mean it's incredible he I know we've had the debate, like, this season especially, probably a couple times where we're like, is Ronaldo hurting Man United or not? But, I mean, he does, He is the highest goal scorer at the club, and goal scoring is something you can't really just, like, say, oh, he scores goals, whatever, he still needs to be benched. It's like... Well, yeah, he's scoring the goals. Exactly. And so did you see the Ralph Reniak, United Ralph, comments regarding Ronaldo's future? Um, so he obviously, and to be fair to the journalist, it's a good question. They were asking what Ronaldo's future looks like at the club. He has one year on his contract left. If he's going to stay, if he's going to go where he might go. And, and Ranić was like, I'm, I'm the interim manager here. I'm only here for another three months or so until the season's over. And so it's my job to get the most out of him during my time. I have no other thoughts or ambitions the rest is up to the club and the next manager my job right now is to get the best out of him and the best out of the team so regardless of whether he might be hurting the team he's going to keep playing because he's scoring the goals and Ranić isn't in there for some long-term plan of oh how am I going to build this team up it's like I need to just keep this team in a European competition or in a high enough place in the Premier League for the future United manager who has been announced now, I don't know if you saw that, as Ten Hag, Eric Ten Hag, yeah. coming from Ajax, who is a fantastic manager. It is a very tough job to take on. Any manager in the world would agree with that. Managers who have previously done it past Sir Alex's time and managers who are currently shopping around maybe at that job with Ten Hag. It's a very, very tough job. There's a lot of egos you have to deal with. There's a lot of politics you have to deal with. And overall, there's a lot of pressure you have to deal with, but they are such a historic club, and if Ten Hag can succeed at bringing them back to where they were or where they once were 10, 20 years ago, that would be monumental for United fans. Yeah, do you... I mean, so... I mean, United Ralph hasn't done terrible, at least right now. He's only three points from a Champions League spot um, with Tottenham and Arsenal losing last week, so... I mean, with Ten Hag coming in, I think you see players like Donny Van De Beek getting another chance, and hopefully he kind of stirs the pot a little bit with... I would agree. Like, maybe getting rid of Pogba. Um, I know Bruno signed a new big contract, so he's saying, but, like, players that really just don't seem happy or the fans don't like, and then bringing in new exciting players. Maybe a, maybe an exit from Harold. McGuire. yeah i mean it's just it's, it's a hard one because you have a lot of team. players who have immense amounts of talent and they do relatively well on their respective national teams which is really the only other time you get to see these players play and so they're big name players they've done well on their national teams and on top of that they've done well at past clubs in their career Harry Maguire at leicester paul pogba at juventus and you have these guys that have been proven in really good leagues that seem to go to United and lose their drive, lose their focus, lose their mentality. So it's hard for a manager coming in to say, oh, I want to get rid of these world-class players. 
because they are so technically good and gifted on the ball, off the ball, and doing what they're good at doing. But I think if they really want change, they need a big manager who's going to come in and say, I don't care about what the stigmas are. I don't care about who has a big role at this club right now. I'm trying to build something. So first we need to cut it down. Yeah. I, I like, so Ten Hag and his Ajax teams, you think of like, really nice football, really organized, um, good attacking players, a, a team that plays as a team, no real standout stars. And then you go to Man U, and there's really no identity there. I think he needs to change the culture and the way that, you know, there is... When Man City sign a player, it's like that is a City player, and that's why they bought him, because he fits exactly what a City player should be like. And then maybe for Barcelona, it's the same thing. For Bayern, it's the same thing. But then with Man United, I don't like think of a one type of player that kind of fits the Man United player at the moment. Um, it has been in the past, obviously, when they are better. But I, I think identity is a huge thing. that, And that have. comes with the manager. I mean, yeah. you look at their their past 10 years. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but they've cycled through managers like I run my dishwasher every night. So, I mean, it that was it was a really bad pun, but it's true. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they That was like a Paul Paul Strom. That was a Paul Strom pun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you need those every once in a while. No, they're great great entertainment. Great, great little bit of entertainment. But like seriously, they have like ran through managers just like left and right. So, it's it's something that in order you need to develop an identity with a sense of play style and then bring players in that suit that play style and then build the chemistry and then you can show what you do. We see that with Arteta as his team has slowly been able to build up. We see that with Antonio Conte, who's done it magnificently well in a short period of time at Tottenham Hotspurs, bringing in Kulosevsky, Kulosevsky and Bentancur. Um, and so that's something that Ten Hag needs to do in order to to bring this Man United team back to where they belong. But it's totally possible. It's just a risky job. But again, we did say that about Xavi going to Barca. And despite the last two games that they've played, they've been doing fantastically well. Exactly. Moving on from Cristiano Ronaldo, we have a FA Cup future finalist for the 2022 season or 2022 FA Cup. This was 21-22. And that is Saudi Omane. And he gave a fantastic performance against Man City in the semifinals. He did. It was finally not a 2-2 draw, although yes. it was quite close to it. It was a 3-2 <laughs> win uh, for Liverpool against Man City at Wembley Stadium. Packed crowd. Uh, FA Cup semifinals. But, so his first goal, I mean, it's hard to see a American player it's really tough. get embarrassed like that. He, Zach Steffen may have thought he was Ederson. Quickly realized he wasn't, <laughs> and got cleaned out by Mane, and the ball went into the net. Um, but the second goal was just a great team goal. Tiago linking up the t- the play, and then shipping it over to Mane for a first time volley, which just an incredible goal. And Mane, I think, what do you think of his season so far? Because I think when you think of Salah, he's kind of gotten the headlines this season um, for Liverpool. Everyone's saying best player in the world. He's kind of dropped off a little bit, but I think Mane has picked it up in the past. He's now scored against Man City in back-to-back games. Um, and you have, you pulled the goals assist up here. I do, yeah. He's, he's played in 28 total games in the Premier League and had 13 goals and two assists. And if I go down to his 
overall he has 18 goals and two assists in 41 games so it's really not bad stats at all obviously you're not looking at Saudi Omane 2020 Saudi Omane 2019 even 2021 but he's still he's still putting goals in. he's still getting some assists here and there and given that Salah I mean took all the thunder in the beginning of the season and was just scoring left right and center it's it's totally respectable and and I definitely respect you know like he he's he's a team player who puts in his shift without getting the credit that he might deserve you know what i mean yeah. it's not often that you see an attacking player with relatively good stats like he has that doesn't really get much praise in this season i feel like if anything the media's sort of been bashing on him a little bit for not being as good and there's been lots of threats about diego jota coming in at a left wing spot and maybe playing from you know up top or even you know just switching the team around even more, playing Luis Diaz up top and Jota on the left. So there's a lot of threats towards Mane's position within the squad and within media speculations, and I think maybe that's a little bit non-deserved. He he has had a relatively good season. 13 goals right now in the Prem, 18 in all comps, and the season's not even over. No, and looking at his 20, uh, 2021 season last season, he actually has more goals Um this season than he did for all of last season um, yeah but the year before that right he uh he got the tied golden boot with the 22 goals uh that was 2018-19 dude that feels like yeah. yesterday that's yeah, it was. crazy um but the interesting thing is he had eight assists last season he only has two this season which yeah is you know well nine assists in all competitions last season so I mean, when you watch Liverpool, he is less involved than I remember him being early days Mm -hmm. when he was at Liverpool. But that being said, it's not like he's playing bad or not doing his part. It's just I think they have strengthened in so many other areas that he doesn't need to play as big of a role. No, I, I agree. Like when you see all of his goals and all the chances that Liverpool create, he's not the one usually making the passes. He's the one getting in those areas to then just score. cut in front of the defender and tap yeah, it in like exactly. that's that's what he does especially for liverpool right now which maybe that's just a change in his play style with um him getting up there in age and things like that and liverpool adapting so um, yeah, i mean he is 30 at this point yeah so he's, he's getting older so but he got a brace that was our second hassani of the week candidate lastly which had a bit of controversy in this game that we can talk about but uh kostic got two goals for versus barcelona in a 3-2 win um, for Frankfurt at the Camp Nou, which was a huge result. It, it really was. It sent them through in the Europa League. Their first leg was 1-1 in Germany, and then uh, Frankfurt traveled down with 30,000 of their fans yeah. to the new Camp to play against Barca and were able to pull off a 3-2 win. Kostic scored a penalty first, and then his second goal was a nice little left-footed shot that went to the bottom right. It was probably from just inside the 18. No one really marking him, but it was an overall good performance in a really good team display, a show of effort and courage from the lads. And, I mean, it, considering that Xavi's Barcelona hadn't lost a game until then, yep. it's really impressive. It is. And, like, so what do you think about the 30,000 Frankfurt fans? Because what I've heard is... Um, obviously they section off the away section for, um, people to buy tickets with German credit card accounts mm-hmm. to buy those tickets. And that's how they kind of control how many away fans can be in the stadium. That's for like all stadiums. But then it seemed that a lot of 
Frankfurt fans made like Spanish accounts is what I heard mm-hmm. where they then are They able... would never give 30,000 no. out of 100,000 to Frankfurt fans. No. So a whole nother bunch bought the general admission tickets early closer to the match, not the season tickets or the ones for just Barcelona fans. So they bought all of those up and that's how they got 30,000 instead of I don't know, maybe 6,000, 5,000. Yeah. That's usually the away section. Um I mean uh, did you also see that Ter Stegen, what Ter Stegen said? I did not. He went out for warm-ups because, you know, goalies go out yeah. earlier than all the other players. So he goes out for warm-ups. He hears a lot of whistling when he comes out, which is usually, that's a bad thing. Yeah, it's booze. That, like away, uh, when you're away, that's usually what happens. He comes back in the locker room and says, we are not at the Camp Nou. Wow. Which is like, wow. But, and... Maybe it contributed to the performance. Well, you would think it, it would have, especially considering they lost, went out of the Europa League, and they were probably the most promising team to win the Europa League yeah, in the competition sure. at the moment. So it definitely played a part in it. When you buy general admission tickets, it's not like it's illegal. No. I mean, you can totally do it, but it is, it's it's a bit muddy, yeah. I think. It, it, it's hard because controlling an away section is is also kind of muddy like you you're trying to say like oh you guys can only bring five thousand or ten thousand in this game depending on our stadium there's no real set number of how many they can have or how many they can't so it like i said it's it's just it's a bit muddy and i mean you can't i can't fault frankfurt fans for flying to barcelona yeah and wanting to cheer their team on i mean that's passion that's what football is all about and you love to see it but I think that there should be some measures put in place to make sure that you're not literally a third of the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Camp Nou is, what, 90,000? I think it's 100. So, yeah. I mean, but still, 30% of the stadium around 60,000 versus 30,000, which... That's really tough. That makes a difference there. So, um, but those are the three yeah, great, th- great those performances. Those are the three very good performances. I don't think that they come close to Benzema last time, Ericsson the time before. Really, any of them that we've had, because we've had a really good run of yeah. solid players Incredible scoring in really important games or scoring a lot. So I think that we can come together in agreement to give Cristiano Ronaldo the Hassani of the week. But now is where the debate comes into play for the rating. Obviously... Like we said, Sterling had a hat-trick against Norwich in episode 20, and he won the Hassani of the Week, and he received a rating of 7.5. So that was in a 4-0 victory. Obviously, the game was much more put to bed than this one. This one was 3-2, and Ronaldo really took the game by the scruff of the neck. But that was the last player to do a very similar thing to this. So I would say my my instinct is to not go to anything higher than, like, 8, 8.2, mm. maybe keep it at 8. Because I know Anthony Alanga got an 8 when he scored in that Champions League round of 16 to send them through. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? I, I'll let you say your rating first, and then I'll, I'll put mine out there. Um. So yeah, like you said, it was a 4-0 win when Sterling had his hat trick against Norwich. So I, I agree. I think this hat trick where it's only a 3-2 victory which means all Ronaldo's goals had to happen for them to win the game um but again it's Norwich it's not the highest quality it's not the biggest game um so I'm gonna go with a 7.7 7.7 for you 
Um, I think that I, I respect that. Yeah. I do think that it was again not the highest quality game, like you said. But the way that he took the game and just controlled it and changed it and totally decided it for Manchester United, I'd put him above Anthony Alenga. Anthony Alenga was a maybe he was a sub or he was a starter, but he only scored one goal in the game where he received an eight. Yeah. So I think it goes higher than that, even though it was a Champions League game against Atletico Madrid. So I will give him an eight point one. So then if we add those together. Then and, we have yeah. a seven point nine, and that's respectable. I agree. Yeah. I mean. Ronaldo's also done that many times this season. He did it against Tottenham as well, where he scored a hat-trick to win the game. Um, just many times where he scored multiple goals um, to win the game for Manchester United. And I think a 7.9 is definitely a fair uh, rating. I would completely agree. So are we going to go 7.9? Yeah, I Sounds think so. Good. 7.9 for episode 27, Cristiano Ronaldo with 3 versus Norwich. And again, we've been pretty busy. We we figured out some stuff with the Hassani of the Week and some other graphics, and we fixed those up if you guys are watching or enhanced them. But we are working on finding a way to get the Hassani table mm. also entered in so people can see in comparison. We don't just have to tell you. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, So moving on from the Hassani of the Week, we obviously have to talk about last week's predictions that happened. Not this coming week's predictions, but what we predicted last week. And kind of how those games went as we saw them as the biggest games throughout last or this past week. Um, so the first one is Atletico versus Manchester City, which was a really big matchup in the Champions League. Obviously, if you guys were watching, it ended nil-nil, but um, it was a really good game. I think Atletico yeah. played the game really, really well. Mm -hmm. They played an exact Atletico game, which is just frustrate man city although man city were the ones who didn't need to concede or didn't need to score atletico the ones that actually need to be an attacking team still a zero zero is very atletico um but even more so was the big brawl towards the end which i know we it were, was we, we were, were laughing about yeah we were loving it um so many things so many things just went crazy like, remember it was like felipe was screaming yeah. at the top of his lungs yeah. in the like in the camera so. Um, yeah, so, so <laughs> Foden, this is towards the end of the game, dribbles down the sideline, um, gets tackled fairly by Felipe, I believe, maybe one of their other defenders, but then, um, in the follow through, the defender hits Foden with his cleat kind of, and it, you know, it looked purposeful. So Foden goes rolling around and rolls back onto the field after being, yeah, tackled out of the field, and Savage did not like that one he, bit. He wasn't a huge um, fan of that. So he comes over, picks Foden up, the little boy, and then throws him back off of the field, <laughs> which, again, uh, I think Zinchenko was the only Man City player anywhere near that to start with because he was on the bench. No, Zinchenko ran over, and he was, yeah, he he was, was getting involved. He was, he was warming up. He wasn't even on the field. So he was in between, like, three Atletico players who were, like, about to assault Foden. <laughs> um, and that brought both benches out. The benches were cleared. It the was... players ran over. Felipe got a red. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who got the red? No, yeah, Felipe. No, Savage. Savage got the red. Yeah. Savage. Felipe um... was yelling, though. So, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot going on. Savage at one point pulled Grealish's hair 
Oh, I remember. I think that was the red, maybe. Yeah, no, but, he like pulled him like yeah, back. Grealish also not playing. Yeah, like, says get, get involved. Yeah, says something to Savage, and Savage just yanks his hair from behind, which is just hilarious. I mean, Grealish's hair is like a national, you know, monument for England, and everyone loves the hairstyle. We know, he's a swag eleven participant. He is. We um, are definitely reading it. At some yeah, point. we are. We are. We are. Um, but. You know, you just can't pull his hair and get away with it like that. So, <laughs> it's too precious. Um, but yeah, there was reds. Um, Felipe, the ref was standing right next to the cam- on-field camera, and Felipe just gave him a couple words there. Um, it was just really entertaining. Felipe got a red. Yeah. Okay, Felipe did. Yeah, so, Felipe got the red. It was just very entertaining uh, all around, and it did end 0-0 after. They were actually... A, couple huge chances huge chances at the that, end which was like plus big 10, saves like plus oh it was crazy minutes. um it was just a great ending to a game and it only it was only missing a goal and if one of the teams scored i feel like it would have gone crazy atletico madrid looked better than city yeah throughout the game they played their style much better and I, I mean, overall, even though they, they sort of parked the bus, they still were able to counterattack relatively well and got chances. It's just that they couldn't finish them. I mean, that was yeah. really it. There was a lot going on, especially towards the end of the game, like you mentioned, that could have sent Atletico into extra time, possibly into pens, and through to the next round. It just didn't happen. And I was obviously gutted about that because I had Atletico winning that game and yeah. going through. So my predictions yeah. <laughs> haven't been so great lately. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, it's it probably the more deserving team overall on paper went through, but in my opinion, the more deserving team based on performances, effort, and tactics did not. Yeah, exactly. And I predicted a draw and a Man City then go through, and that's what happened, and it's just the genius. It's, it's the genius. Um, <laughs> second game is PSG Marseille. Um, that was a first versus second in Ligue 1. Uh, PSG won 2-1. And Neymar actually scored, and that's now six goals in his last three games. Which he's is, hot right now. He's yeah. he's on fire. He he was a candidate also for Hassani of the week. We yep. just didn't want to put him in there because obviously the the intensity of the games he was playing didn't quite match up yeah. to the other games that we highlighted for the players in the Hassani of the week. But he could definitely, if he continues this form, be a candidate for a future Hassani as in the recorded era you know how they say for like pele the recorded yeah. era of goals and yeah, then when like they started recording. When, when they started putting the stats down for yeah. like when the recorded era started for the hasani table neymar's never been in it so yeah it's it's an accomplishment for him he can add it to the trophy cabinet yeah exactly. you know we need to start making medals and then like ship them out to the clubs Oh yeah, like we could we could ship like yeah. for Benzema we shipped to Real Madrid's office and they're like yeah. give this to Benz I mean we could give yeah we'll talk about that game with Benz um but yeah, PSG win. Uh, I predicted PSG win. Um, you... I predicted a draw. Yeah, and that was your like first time predicting a draw ever. It didn't really work out. <laughs> um, but... I don't know what's going on. Like we'll look at the records yeah. later, and you'll be able to see everything. But I I don't know what's going on with me. I think something needs to change. I would agree. In the club. I would um, agree. We need a we need a whole ownership change. Exactly. Um. Uh, and then last game was Sevilla versus Real Madrid at Sevilla. It was a 3-2 Real Madrid win after Sevilla went up 2-0. Uh, Rakitic, I remember I was joking about it. You Rakitic. were joking about it, but it, he, it happened. He scored a free kick. And um, then 
Sevilla scored like right after that as well to make it two. And then Real Madrid just came back and Big who, Benz. Who to do it other than Big Benz to seal the victory? With another 90th minute winner, 3-2. Um, I did not predict. I predicted a draw. You so And I, I was quite close. I actually got that one right. And you got a Real Madrid win, which is huge for you. Um, But just what a game. That was uh, first versus third, I believe. Maybe Sevilla. No, Sevilla I don't think would have moved up because Barcelona um also lost and but just two very good teams in la liga very entertaining match to watch and real madrid just keep coming through in the dying moments this season it seems yeah they they're just incredible it's crazy i'm looking and i was thinking as you were talking about benzema how last year and the year before during the COVID season we talked a lot about how Lewandowski is just incredible, best player in the world yeah. at the moment, scores all these goals. And I was going to make the counter argument that this year Benzema has sort of taken the throne for that kind of player. But then I'm looking at the stats. Benzema with 39 games, 39 goals, and 13 assists is wow. absolutely incredible. But Lewandowski has 42 games, 47 goals, and 6 assists. So these guys are just neck and neck for the best number nine in the world, and yeah. it is outstanding to watch. It is. It truly is. Um, yeah. Is that uh, so? Forty-two games. So he has he has played he has a three more higher games. ratio. Yeah. He th- three more games, but also Benz is exactly one goal a game right now, and Lewandowski is like slightly above with yeah. forty-seven goals in forty-two mm-hmm. games. So I mean, I mean, if you add the assists to it, they're pretty much even because Lewa has less assists than Benz. So it's really close. We could do a little bit of a measurement at some point of who's the better striker. That might be a good argument. But at the moment, I don't really care about it. I'm just enjoying watching it. I mean, and yet on the Hassani table, there's two for Benzema, zero for Lewandowski. Could that be a lack of judgment from the board of (laughs) directors uh, selecting the nominees for the Hassani of the week? Perhaps <laughs> it might. Perhaps it's it's a possibility. Um, but yeah, that that concludes the the sort of roundup that we had um, for the games we predicted. We're also going to talk about the FA Cup final, uh, which which we did a little bit with Sadio Mane. But we need to say that it was another matchup between Liverpool and Man City. It ended up with the FA Cup semifinal, which is moving yeah, to the final. Yeah. It was another matchup between Liverpool and Man City which ended up with Liverpool winning, which moves them into the final, which is against Chelsea. And it's a rematch of the Carabao Cup final, which Liverpool won on penalties. With the Kappa big miss. And Kelleher won his Sasani of the Week in that game as well with his performance. Do you think we're going to see a Kelleher performance in that? I would hope so. It would be awesome. I mean, if I was Klopp, I would start him. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd start the same team, to be honest. Uh. And then do the same thing again. Yeah, Chelsea won two zero against Palace, um, which was expected. Yeah, may, I mean, it would have been nice to see Palace. It would have. It, it was one of those like Brighton in twenty nineteen when yeah. we made it to the semis, yeah. and it was like, oh, maybe they could, and then we lost to City one zero. Yeah, exactly. Um, Loftus cheek with a goal, which is his first cheeks goal this with season, a goal. I believe um, Ruben lost his cheeks. Exactly, Mason Mount with a goal, who has twenty six. Uh, goal contributions this season which is very good for him it's actually really solid um but so many sleepers at the moment very a lot of sleepers yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just not talking about him lewandowski because you know, yeah other... i think there's a lot of players that score like one a game yeah but that doesn't quite make it doesn't it hassani it's so true it doesn't bring them to this table no. these are more like I, when i look at this list 
barring Benzema, who's made it twice, yeah. you have Ronaldo, Eriksen, Bukayo Saka, Anthony Alanga, Raheem Sterling. Those are all relatively streaky players that will turn it on for a game yeah. and then completely just turn it off and you won't see it for like five games. So yeah, the, the end of the season Hassani Award is It's more, a much different. It's a more holistic. It's... Are, are we doing it that way? Or are we doing... Oh, which one are you doing? Which way are you doing? So I was you can thinking, explain it. I was thinking the Hassani of the Year yeah. Award would be the player based on uh, the Hassani yeah. of the Weeks that... It's, they have to it's make not the list. best player of the season. It's the player that's had the most best performances in one game, maybe. So should we do a Hassani of the Year and then a... Just like an overall player of the year, because they're two different. Yeah, we should. We like, just have to find a name. overall like, consistent. Chat, if you want to find a name, yeah. for that eventually, you guys can let us know. Um, but yeah, that that's a good point because they're two very different assets to have on your team, and I don't like it's obviously maybe you choose the consistent best player. Yeah, but. I, there's an argument for wanting a player on your team and wanting them really badly that's just going to show up randomly and score three goals and win a game. In a big game as well, as yeah. we've seen in a couple of these. Um, but yeah, that's FA Cup is, I think, next week or maybe the week after that. I'm not sure. In the yeah. future. But the game that we both saw in person. Yeah, the one game we attended. Um, Minnesota United versus the Colorado Rapids at Allianz Field. Great stadium. I recommend you great, visit it. Great stadium. Uh, 3-1 win for the Loons. Uh, Don Lottie out of all people. Incredible. Debassi out of all people. And then Ludd, of course. Ludd always scores. For you guys who enjoy yeah. watching the MLS, Robin Ludd is, is an absolute marksman. He I will mean, he will score every you need game. Him. You need him on your team. Look, he is that. Team. He's not the Hassani of the year. He's that player of the year. Yeah, he's that, that consistent. consistent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember saying... Uh, Dunlady came off the bench and I remember him warming up and I sit right where they warm up and I saw him I was like they got to put him in you know he's this electric spark that we need in the game and he puts him in and he scores and you know well, I I look to Heath and I'm like there's I was getting there's an argument yeah. for switching doing a bit of a manager swap I Heath, think so I Heath think so. sits in the Allianz seats that you have yep. And you sit in the Allianz seats that Heath has. Yeah, I'll do, you know. Yeah. I'll wear the suit. Yeah. You know, just pointing. But you could totally organize the lads. I mean, I, the sub genius. I was like, he's... Well, you knew it was happening. He need, he's going to change the game and he comes on. Did you see it in the warm-up? Yeah, I did. It's just, he is he is on flames yeah. right now. I did say, you know, Brent could come in as well. My dad said that yeah. as well. I saw Brent. Brent was warming up before everyone else. Um, you know, Brent's pretty young. He's 31. I thought he was much older. So he's the same age as uh, Mane. Mane. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, a little bit different in level of yeah, play that yeah. they're playing. At. But importance for the team. I mean, oh, it's the same. It's hard to argue. <laughs> it's hard to argue. Um, but you you also have to mention Hassani Dotson with the game winning assists, um, playing right back. He's always so versatile. Isn't he is, he? Um, and that's you know he's streaky. He is yep. versatile. He will be able to win you a game. Like that, and that's why we have this Hassani of the Week named after him. Exactly, and you know, great assist to Lud. Um, you know, always happy to see that. Uh, for the, the connection, favorite. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then should we talk about the ref in the first half? Because that was we great. can, you, yeah, you can speak on that. Um, I think it was like four cards or something, all to Colorado within like four minutes. Yeah. I totally thought Heath just slid a hundred dollar bill. I to mean, the ref. he had to have paid up for it, like. If there was like a 
sectioned amount for each team to pay the rest <laughs> for the year. I feel like Heath gave it all. Yeah, Heath was game. like, that's everything that's we can everything. do. And the ref was like, okay, and I, I need to give a red card. I need to give a couple of yellows all in the first Luckily, half. I mean, it, it wasn't really a red. It looked pretty bad in person, but it wasn't a red. I didn't believe so. And, and the reaction. The VAR was. Yeah. I was one of the people, though, standing up and, you know, yelling a bit at the ref. Oh, were you? Maybe were you? the profanity came about a little bit yeah. when he switched the call to a yellow card from a red card. But that's what you got to do. You got to egg him on. You got to make sure he knows, even if you don't agree. Because I, I said afterwards, um, my cousin was in the end. He was sitting next to me, and I said afterwards, "That's definitely not a foul." And then I got up again, and I like swore at the ref. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I, I was your cousin in that situation. I was like, I was just sitting there. I was like, "That's just not a red." Yeah. And my dad was up, like, "Come on, <laughs> referee." Um, but you know, it's two different type of fans. Um, and it's yeah. just an odd one, odd first half, and then they came out in the second half and put the game to rest. Um. And, I mean, what do you think needs to change with this team? Uh, I was talking before the game, and I was thinking, like, you know, there's not a lot of likable... It's not like a likable team as we had with Ike and other players years before. Um, Is that maybe Heath and he needs to go? Is that just, you know, slow start to the season? What what do you think it is? Because I feel like the mood is different with this team this year. I will pick up that question we just have a chat question that i do want to address because for anyone else listening i think it's important uh the question was has hasani ever won his own hasani of the week i think it has happened once i feel like it has and i i'm pretty certain but it was so far before recording the the data and the stats came into play i mean we started recording three months ago and we've been doing the podcast for nearly yeah two and a half years now three years we're i mean we're, in, we're almost to the end of the third season mm-hmm. so i mean that was like that was early season two end of season one when he would have won it so and i think i think maybe it was honestly the day we came up with it that he won it i feel like we yeah because looking like trying to think back at his goals he's scored a couple like winners he scored some very good goals in some games um I don't remember a lot of multi-goal games. Yeah. But... But, I mean, I think back then, the bar was a little bit lower. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I, yeah. would, I would reckon at least. Yeah, I would think so. But I think, I mean, if he carries on the form, I think he's got a goal and a couple assists maybe this season already. So... Totally. If he keeps it up, that could be could be interesting to see. And it would be a big celebration, I think. I completely agree. Yeah. Now, to the question that you were actually asking me. Oh, yes. The team that is less likable and maybe a little bit it, it, like less flary, less fiery. Yeah. The, the passion might not be there as much from the fans and from the team. How do we deal with that? Um, I, I would say that I, I think when you have a leader on the field who works for the team and the fans that sort of inspires that kind of passion from everyone mm-hmm. i think darwin Quintero was although he had his flaws was a really good leader at, at bringing the players to a high work ethic um throughout his time when he was with us i think uh francisco calvo was really good at that as well <laughs> yeah. I, i'm not gonna lie yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he, he was a passion that's merchant. true that's true and the departure of those two, I, I have seen a diminishing of that sort of, I don't know what you could call it, uh, passion or representation of the city. 
Christian Ramirez obviously left a couple no, of years Ozzie ago, as well. and so I think that hurts Ozzy, who had a it didn't have as deep of a connection to the club, but did play for the fans left. So now we have Michael Boxall, who I really like, and I like his work ethic, yep. but he's really the only one who's been a veteran on this team for a long time that really understands Minnesota and the fans. You know, our main guy, who is Bebelo Reynoso, who, don't get me wrong, is a fantastic player, doesn't seem to have the same type of energy towards the city and the fans that that the past leaders have had. doesn't mean he's not as good of a player. In fact, I think he, he's better than pretty much everyone I mentioned, yes. but it's a different kind of fire. You know, he'll yeah. get you the goals, he'll get you the assists, but it's not that Jordan Henderson in the Merseyside Derby kind of thing. Oh, I mean, that's a great, great yeah. connection and a great, a great segue. A little bit of a segue. Yeah. Um, now we can move on to predictions for next week. Um, it is Derby week. It's Derby week. For many reasons. One for personal, two for global, but... Um, Person- well, company... Company, global company global and then traditional yes exactly and wow that looks a bit different it looks oh! really good. Yeah. um so yeah you can now see on screen you can see the last week's uh record individually as well as the updated full-time record i'm one away from even which you know you can't be much happier than i am right now you on the other hand you know well, we got a we got one going in the right yep. direction last week. As you see, I was one and two last week. The overall is ten and twenty three, but I'm beginning to accept where I am. You know, that's the first step. Accept yeah. where you are. Don't deny it. I'm not going through denial anymore. Good, I understand good, good. where I am, and now I'm gonna make decisions, like confidently, diligently, to bring myself back to where I need to be at that five hundred mark. Because five hundred, if you guys don't know, <laughs> is really difficult because there's three options and so if you get i mean you basically have a 33.3 percent chance of getting it right every time so your record should look more like mine looks 10 and 23 mine's a little bit below that <laughs> still but mine's more towards the average i mean mac is 16 and 17 which is incredible yeah so, i'm flying high right you're doing great so i'm i'm resetting my head and i'm ready to go with good predictions this week i'm predicting a three and oh for myself wow which is the confidence I need. Good. Yeah. I, I like that. Shall we go top to bottom? We shall. Okay. Um, starting the Dare Classicer. One of the greatest names behind El Clasico and El Trafico. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Between the Galaxy the and, is, and hey, that's Los Angeles FC. Really defines the MLS in a nutshell. Yeah. But um, the Dare Classico, which is the German... Uh, Derby, which is between the two biggest German clubs, Borussia Dortmund and FC Bayern München, or Bayern Munich if you're from the United States. And that is happening this coming week. It's a very big game. We just talked about Robert Lewandowski and the form that he is in, scoring 47 goals in 42 games. So I'm just going to put it out there real quick, and I'm going to start us. It's a win for Bayern for me. Okay. Um and do you want to give a reason for that? Robert Lewandowski, I think, is going to perform incredibly well. As he always does. Yes, it seems. it's as as it is proven a, throughout the past three seasons. A Hassani level performance? Would you no, say? no. But contributing. contributing, two goals. Maybe Hassani, depending on what else happens, but mm. not a, maybe a candidate, but not a not a week. So I'm I'm gonna go with you on this one. Um, a Bayern win. And 
the reason is Gio Reyna is not playing for Dortmund as he picked up another injury recently. Super sad. He yeah. literally played in his first game back yeah. with Dortmund and like tore his, well they they say tore in germany and in europe but i think that that's just a difference in translation i don't mean yeah. actually tore through the whole hamstring tendon but i think what they mean there is there was like a minute tear yeah which has taken him out for another period of time which is unfortunate exactly and without him they're nothing i believe so it's a Bayern win that's two Bayern wins for us and secondly is the liverpool Everton, the Merseyside derby, and I mean, this one maybe is a bit easier to predict, but for you needing to go 3-0... and Well, we can do two of the same. Yeah. What do, what do you really... So, I, I personally think that it's not right for us to go against what we predicted for this match last week. This is what I was thinking. And so, we predicted last week that this was going to be a very close game but Liverpool was going to come out on top and win it. And the reason we predicted it last week is we predicted Liverpool and Man City's final seven games before the end of the Premier League to see who we think is going to win the Premier League. So this was one of the games that we predicted inherently due to that activity that we did. So I think we have to stick to it. And so I'm at least going to go with a Liverpool win. I might go with a draw if I'm predicting it today, but we're going to go with the past ones, and I'm going to say Liverpool win. But it's going to be a close game, way closer than people think. Uh, I'm also obviously going with a Liverpool win, as okay. we predicted that when we were looking at the title race. Liverpool just have that extra X factor. I think Everton will come in with a lot of passion. Totally. Um, the chat just said, looking forward to the Cog Media Derby which is, is what we have up next. And it is probably the most anticipated game uh, within okay. the company yep. and the world <laughs> yes. th throughout the 12 I mean, months. Yeah, you see that Bayern Dortmund, um, LAFC, Galaxy, <laughs> uh, Liverpool, Everton, Barcelona, Real Madrid. You see all those. And then you also you put in there. Southampton, Brighton. Brighton. Exactly. Totally. Um, and then for this game... It already happened um, in the year, first half of the, the season. First, yeah, the first the first leg, I'd say maybe. Say. <laughs> we're going by um, legs. It works yeah, technically speaking. It does. Um, it was a one-one draw, which is what is expected usually between these games. Yes, um, Armando Broja with the goal, and then Neil. This was in the phase where Neil was Neil's scoring unreal. <laughs> Ninety plus ten, like equalizers every every game. single game, and he got us with that one. It was a ninety plus eight goal, and that was just heartbreaking for us um but the teams are different now we're both coming off of wins against north london teams which is crazy um, yeah i mean you're coming off of two win both north london teams us with just arsenal um i i think it's you don't we don't have to say much about our predictions um north london is blue is what i'm gonna say because yeah, we have beat both of them exactly it's great blue and then like with a seagull running through it and a saint a, a little saint. Yeah, because, well, right, this game will define whether that, the saint who, gets larger yes. and kicks the seagull out. Yes, because we did draw. Red. So we're like even there, but you've won against both yeah. Tottenham and Arsenal. So, this, so this, this is the decider of who conquers North London as well. Yeah. Um, Politics. <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm going with the saints, the mighty saints. Um, as, you, as you must. It is at Brighton. We kind of at, forgot to the, switch. At it. the American Express Stadium. Yeah, the MX. Um yeah, it, it should be Switch, but they, it they, is what it they is. They get the gist. Yeah, um, I mean, our media team just needs to. The, that it, well, you know, in the U.S., it's the the home team. We're trying is. to make it uh, like 
available for everyone to understand. Yeah, exactly. You know, some of them are U.S., some of them are it's European. It's like in a different language, you know. So yeah. Like, if you're next a... time, we're gonna have Portuguese instead of yeah. English for all of our. Yep. You know, yeah. So that works. I'm obviously gonna go with a Brighton Hove Albion football club win. Yep. The Seagulls will triumph. Okay. It. I'm not willing to let yep. my actual gut kick into play here and say it's a draw and i think you might be similar in, in those regards so yes. we're both going with our respective teams winning but i really look forward to it i mean we're both gonna be watching it we Do, dutifully watching. yes with no pads you know the legal pad the legal pad's out. not going yeah I it's mean, it's eyes right on the screen yeah i i think it'll be an intense game um Hopefully a win for either of the teams. I'm hoping for a win for either of the teams because it's usually a draw. And it is. It's not very fun. But um, but it's anticipated, remember. It is. I mean, 90,000 plus at the MX. Yeah. They're going to triple capacity. But I hear Southampton are buying up some away tickets and general admission. A bit of 30,000 yeah, fans think, in the Amex. I think it'll be like Wembley. 95% yeah. of the stadium is Southampton fans. I think, it'll be, I think it'll be Wembley where it's split half and half. Yeah. Which would be very cool. That would be incredible. Yeah. That's what they usually do at these big cognitive yeah, movies. Yeah, they, they see, oh. It's, <laughs> we got to sell half and yeah, half. We have to. It's, just, it's needed. Uh, <laughs> but those are our predictions for next week. Um, we will cover fantasy next, yeah. but mind you, the game week is nowhere near finished. No, so fantasy it's... is kind of irrelevant at the moment. We'll show you our teams um, as it's up on screen, but uh, it, like I said before, just like almost all of our players have not played yet. So it's kind of hard for us to like fully express what's going to happen or what has happened. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Um, I mean, yeah, it's just a bunch of midweek games, but... You can start with your team there. Yeah, so on the normal fantasy, I have 36 points so far. But, I mean, Sanchez with a game, Cancelo with a game, Salisu with a game, Trissard with a game, Gallagher with a game, and Mape with a game is huge. I could get close to 60s, I'm thinking. You're thinking that? Yeah, it's pretty inevitable that close 60s is going to happen this week, in my opinion. So I'm I'm expecting that. Yeah. And I mean average is 18 right now, so I'm already flying high above that. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm at 23, so above average, but both doing literally well. my whole team except for Pookie has another game to play, which I am very happy to see um the potential that this team has, you know, Ward Prowse captained um It's really what you want to see. Against Burnley, you know, that could be a huge huge points pickup. Um Basuma with the red, do you know what what's his injury report there? Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of speculation oh. surrounding Basuma <laughs> and why he doesn't play. Mm. Okay. It's just it's it's a bit of waffle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I twenty eight points so far for the draft team for me. Um Pookie again just carrying both of my teams with nine. Walker Peters, I see with six. Um and then again, most players have to play, but we thought we'd give you a little update on so far. Yeah, 25 for me in the draft team. Um, I mean, no need to really go and look at where we are on the table at the moment for no. the draft because it hasn't finished. Yeah. But obviously, still lots of time to go and could climb higher. This is one of the first times, though, that my actual fantasy team is higher than my draft. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's, it's really big. It's really, really, cool. <laughs> it's really nice. I'm happy for you. Well, I think that that concludes this week's episode. Um, we are in a little bit of a 
kerfuffle right now about timing for the podcast. Yes. So there's a chance we move to a different day or we move to a different time. We don't really know right now. We have to work out all three of our schedules. We also have a huge schedule change coming up in about two weeks. So we're going to keep bringing you the podcast, but apologies for the differences in times and days over the next two to three weeks while we get everything worked out. But after that, it should be all good. So just hang with us just while all of this Instagram. happens. Exactly. If you look at Cog Weekly Official, you can get clips. Yeah. You can get different Instagram posts. You'll see who the Hassani of the week is, and we'll congratulate them. And then we'll also the day of or the day before, tell you when the pod is happening. So make exactly. sure you follow Cog Weekly Official on top of Class on Grass Media to get all those updates. And until next week, hopefully you can watch some footy, enjoy yourself, and peace.